Okay. You know what? Good enough. I apologize. Hi, Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy Pardo, thanks for coming. Uh, Proudly resents. Are we starting? Yes. Okay. I apologize. Go ahead. Do the ramp up and I'll act like a gentleman. You are listening to Proudly Resents, the cult movie podcast. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't piss on hospitality. How about Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com, it's Adam Spiegelman. Guest today is Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy, thanks for coming to the show. It is my pleasure. I enjoyed uh, the uh, drive down here and the uh, many one-way streets I had to endure that are all doing traffic. All of them in one day. This is now We're in downtown Los Angeles, RZO Hothouse Studios. Awful. Awful. Everybody, <laughs> the studio's great. The drive uh, the is studio's great. gorgeous. I love it. love everything about it. But the, uh, yeah, the drive down was awful. I was, I was a quarter of a mile away. This is a true story. Uh, 0.25 is what it said on my GPS. Sure. Uh, 15 minutes. 15 minutes to go 0.25 miles. Where, where, what was going on? Uh, a lot of one-way streets, a lot of uh, traffic, and then a lot of foot traffic, which then nobody can make a left or a right turn because there's people walking, and then so one car at a time. So it's also L.A. No one knows about. This is the only city part of L.A. where people walk. Right. traditions and cars, and no one knows how to handle that here. Uh, I 100% agree with that, and uh, let's talk about that. This, let's talk about that. Traffic. This whole thing, we resent traffic, right? That's the no, premise no, 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 of the show? No. I'm trying a new thing, traffic and weather together on the ones. Is sure. The ones, ones are up. Now we can move on. Okay, terrific. We're going to talk about, uh, well, mainly we'll talk about Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. That's right. And uh, originally, Jimmy, uh, you suggested the uh, Phantom of the Paradise, which is... I requested any movie with the word Phantom in it. You uh, love Phantoms. Uh, Phantom of the Opera, that, uh, that yeah. uh, horrible uh, film version that oh, came out Phantom a couple years Menace ago. Phantom Menace would have been another good one. Phantom Menace is another crap movie. Oh, holy shit. I, in fairness to me, I suggested several movies. You were the one that latched on to Phantom of the Paradise. What was the other one? Uh, the one that we're doing, uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom. Yeah. And then I think there, uh, some Evil Knievel movie with George Hamilton I suggested. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, that's a horrible movie, too. Yeah, and also, the have you seen the Viva Knievel movie? Uh, Evil Knievel made a movie kind of like yes. Kiss. Yeah, kind of like, right. Just like where they had to have a plot and a good guy and a bad guy and... Uh, I could, so after I hated that movie so much, I didn't even want to see the George Hamilton. Oh, it's bad too. There's uh, there's but there's one scene in the Evil Knievel that's worth it. Where it's just it's a, uh, I, I actually showed it on stage once as a stand up uh, because it was so ridiculous. It was a shot of just Evil Knievel standing by his motorcycle for maybe three and a half minutes, <laughs> and it just was like oh, and I just kept going. Uh, still, uh, not a still shot, and I just kept standing to <laughs> the microphone. Not a still shot. That's not a still shot. Look at that. He's about to move. Oh, the wind just took escape. Not a still shot. For three and a half minutes. Well, you're thinking, like, you're a studio exec. And, like, what do these kids love? Well, they love motorcycles, and they, they love jumping, and they love him in front of the motorcycle. So right. they got to figure out how to put that in. And also, in all three of these movies, there's a lot of time killing. Yes. There's a lot of, like, we have ninety at least 90 minutes to fill. Mm-hmm. So I can see the evil Knievel just, like, shoot it again. Shoot it again. Like, it's, uh... And where's that? No one's going anywhere. Was that a TV movie also? That was a, yeah, I believe it was, uh, with the great George Hamilton, as I mentioned. And, um, uh, you know, it was at the height of the evil Knievel mania, which right. you're, you're a little younger than me, but I think... Uh, you, no, I had the toy, the, the wind-up wind toy. Wind it up and he, let that go. I had it all. Snake Mountain, I had the uh, whole shot. Whatever toy you wanted from Evil Knievel, I had it. I actually, yeah. My Snake River, made, I'm sorry. Oh, Snake, Snake River. River is much different than Snake Mountain. Uh, that was the Disney film with the... No, <laughs> with the two kids, Disney. with Kim Richard and the uh, uh, Ike Eisenman. Nice. Was the nice young man. Good kid. Good uh, kid, you don't know that. I don't know, don't know anything about Ike Eisenman. You know, you hear good things about Ike. He's a good man. I like Ike. You see? Sure. Yeah, I got a button. You not? A lot of pressure with that name. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, had the toy, the Evil Knievel toy set where he not only had a motorcycle, but a car. 
Yeah. And a train and like every conceivable vehicle they just painted red, white, and blue. Yeah, right. And they said, sure, that's his. Uh, although the car, and I, I don't want to be this nerd, the car was uh, black. The, the, uh, that's the one I had. Oh, you had some knockoff then. I did have a knockoff. My grandfather's big on the knockoff. <laughs> it made him feel good. He worked in a factory, so you go to other factories and buy knockoff sure. stuff. So let's talk about the 70s. We're talking about Kiss. Now, I remember yeah. as a kid, I'm, I'm only 22 years old. Sure. So you were very young when you heard about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But I do remember knowing what Kiss was just because it was Everywhere. Kiss was on every product imaginable. And please, just so that I have an idea, and I don't know if you want to... What year were you born? 71. All right, so you're about five years younger than me. No, six. I'm doing, no, five, if I'm okay. doing math accurately. Right, let's just do six. Why not? It's my show. I'm not comfortable with really? it. Really? Uh, it makes me older, I think, if we go that route. Oh, yeah. Um, so, go ahead. I just yes. wanted to know where... Yes, you were... So, But even especially in 1976, the... Um, will No, that wasn't the will That was 2000. No, Bicentennial was 1976. Oh, right. I was trying to see Will Smith was trying to get in there somehow. Ah, okay. I don't know why he's involved. It's a weird reference. But, uh, it is the a Bicent- weird reference. <laughs> One that I panicked on and then said, no, Bicentennial, as if you were being legit. You remember Yes and or no? That's fine. But anyway. I'm a big Yes and guy. I just didn't know what the hell you said. <laughs> don't, 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 no, no, no. don't go I'm, on the defensive. I'm projecting. I'm projecting. Don't go on the defensive because totally I didn't get objective. your crap reference. How yeah, about that? that was a bad reference. All right. Bicentennial. But I do remember the kiss was uh, everywhere. Even the Bicentennial, they had them. The poster of the, the, the famous, uh, of the, the, the flautist and the drummer and the other guy. You know, holding the, the flag. With the flag and the... Yeah, the, some uh, reason it was Kiss. And, that, and I saw that first before seeing the real one. Thinking, mm. That was normal. Uh, our Finding Fathers were... Uh, <laughs> if they only <laughs> the knew. From Long Island. They only knew the demon from <laughs> the demon of Star Child were going to take over. Uh, listen, that's America. What those guys did, these yes. four Jews. And I say that complimentary. No, no, it's fantastic. When I realized these guys were Jews, I don't think... I think I was 25, my friend... She's like, my cousin is uh, Gene Simmons. I was like, fuck, the guy's a Jew. And they're all Jews from Long Island. Yeah, his name uh, is uh, Gene Klein, Stanley Eisen, Paul Fraley, who's not Jewish, and Peter Criscola, Italian. He's a fiery Italian. He'll tell you so in every interview. You know, Italian, so uh, I'm a little fiery. Okay, easy. You're a kitty cat. You chose to be a kitty cat. Yeah, what is that about? How do you not lose your manliness? I mean, that's how cool they were, that they um, dressed up in these costumes, and people thought it was okay. Uh, I I, I don't know if everybody... I, I remember the older kids... You know, like my older cousins and everything. Like, you know, there's more music than, you know, Kiss. And I was like, no, there's not. <laughs> what about Led Zeppelin? They stink. Well, what was it about Kiss? About? I think it was just that. You know, I mean, I was, what was I, 10 years old in 76? Yeah. And, um, and then that movie came out. Was 78 did the movie come out? 78, yeah. Uh, so I'm 10 and 12. And, and, you know, when that movie came out, you know, I, it was at the height of Kissdom. And I was, you know, 12 years old and I was the perfect age for it. Here's these monsters on stage and... You know, the songs were catchy enough. There's, like, my son's four right now. Right. Loves Kiss. Oh, really? My four-year-old son loves them because they're simple songs. Uh-huh. They're simple three-and-a-half-minute pop songs. Well, he wants to rock and roll all night. He does party not want to party every day. Every day? No, it's true. We talked it's about it. <laughs> he has no interest in the partying. Really? He wants to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Well, just wait. These kids, when they get older. What do you think he's going to change? No, I think he's a slow starter. It sounds like he's advanced. He's forward. He's already rocking. He's, he's pretty much, yeah. He's By the way, uh, when I go to his bedroom, he hangs up a sign. If this crib's a uh, rocket, don't bother knocking. That's what my son says to me. And I <laughs> think that's father, offensive. Do you knock or you just keep going? Well, you know what? As a father, I keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know, I understand that sign is to keep others out. Yeah, right, right. Uh, father is always included. Good. That's going to be an awful day when I walk in on my son masturbating. Can we agree on that? I mean, that's going to be awful. That's going to be awful. Right? Are you just hoping it's not you, it's your wife that does it first? Um, embarrassment? I just, no, yeah, I, I hope it's her. Is that why you have a lock on every door in your house? Yeah, I don't want to be walked in on either. <laughs> no, I don't you know what I mean? You. I can't have that kid coming in with his kiss makeup on. I don't need the, uh, the star child or space yeah, yeah. ace. Yes, it's pretty bad. I live in my own, uh, the cleaning lady came in yesterday instead of today. Uh, big shocker. <laughs> While you were? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no! <laughs> I was like, what? Adam, are you here? 
Not here. God, one minute. One minute. I'm gonna, well, you, you had all the luxury to clean up that day, I guess. <laughs> no. Right? The tip was great. Uh, couldn't have been more embarrassing. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, you never got caught by your parents? Never got caught. I, my brother caught me once. That was awful. Oh, yeah? That was awful. I was uh, uh, after school, and he was supposed to be at basketball practice. And then all of a sudden, the, the door opens like, what the F? You know, and pulled up my pants. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, my brother. Now, yeah. no, have you ever mentioned it? Is it something you ever talk about? Never. Never again. No, it would never come up. Never again. And that's the way it should be. Right. <laughs> Even if you heard this, right. he would be like, eh, and he would ignore that part. It would go out. You shouldn't talk about it. I think it's I think it's healthy. Uh, very healthy. Right. Right. Brush it underneath the, uh, the rug. It never happened. Know. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. Don't ask. Don't tell. Yeah. Speaking what? of masturbating, uh, Gene Simmons. I yes. We're trying to get back to the film. So, yeah, they were the hugest thing. They were on, I remember they had transistor radios, they had T-shirts. Sneakers. And the transistor radio was basically a transistor radio with a sticker on it. That's it, exactly it what it was. It was just a, a cheap Kiss sticker on it. And it's the Kiss radio, and it cost $5 more than the you know $9 version that didn't have a sticker on it. Right, and I remember some kid had it, and I was like, what does that mean? He goes, it, it's Kiss. Yeah. And yeah. They, they didn't play Kiss songs. It still nope. played... We played traffic and weather together. That's the right. The stations you can get were AM stations. Yeah, so uh, and certainly you need a transistor radio with the you know the rock gods on it. Yeah, you know the god of thunder. Uh, I had all that stuff. My parents were nice enough to. Um, yeah, I, you know, I guess we you know had uh, there was nothing bigger. It was it was our Beatlemania really for right, right. for me and. Um, so I got chipped. I had Wham. Um, who I also loved equally loved had T-shirts and posters. Wish that wasn't uh, <laughs> Is that a joke. True? Yeah. Wow. I was song? obsessed with George Michael for a little while. What, how old are you, 20, 16? Uh, no, I would have been uh, 84, would have been uh, 18. Yeah. Um, and so was he. I mean, he was like oh, 18, was he really 18 that young? 20. You know, he was right in that same ballpark, but, uh, you know, strikingly handsome and right, right, great right. songs. Got, and, and got the girls in the videos. It was and the girls, movie. right? We didn't know that he was pushing them away to get to the other fellas. But you weren't shocked, right, when you heard when he was, uh, when he came out, you know what? I, 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 sadly, I do a joke in my act about how, uh, about how I try to convince myself he's, uh, George Michael's not gay, like I did for three years in the '80s, because <laughs> all my Southside Chicago friends would go, "That guy's a queer, right. that guy's a queer, Jim," and I'd be like, "No, no, he's not with the Dayglow half gloves, no." no. And I, it was like, every, of course he is. The jeans yeah. and all that, and showing right. his ass, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Richard Simmons shorts and the you know the whole shot. But all those bands were, and I, I tried to emulate all those bands. So did I. Alphaville and. Yeah, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Did you have those T-shirts? Yeah, relax. With the relax, sure. and people are like, dude, you know what that means? A guy's holding a flag. Oh, with his crotch. yeah, with Johnson. Yeah, yeah, no idea. I wore that for years. I would still wear it, <laughs> even proud of it. I, I would superimpose my face on it. Well, there you go. Right, so I would, give, I would do that and then give it to your brother and not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, Nico. I am very excited to be talking about Kiss Meets uh, Phantom of the Park. It's one of my favorite uh, 70s glam rock movies yeah. that star the members of the band Kiss. We're, we've already, we're doing that with uh, Jimmy Pardo. We just did that. You, you're doing it with Jimmy Retardo. Pardo. Um, why, oh, why are you doing it with him? Well, I, 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 I thought I thought we were gonna do John Cryer's Hiding Out next week. Well, I thought we were doing all the films together. I thought I was, I thought I was. I, I, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect. I didn't even know there'd be microphones. Awkward. And I'm falling for it. You told me that we were exclusive, and obviously we're not. So if you can talk about films with other people, then so can I. Yeah. Good luck. 
Yeah, I don't think it'll be difficult to find somebody who to retardly ask questions. Oh. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh. Speaking of other people you do shows with, when is your show with you and Joe, your next bad film club? Well, that Segway University you went to really worked. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a magnet come next next subject. Yeah, you can uh, be the speaker. Uh, Joe and I are doing House of the Dead on week Sunday, Sunday the 7th in Cardiff. And we've got guns for the audience so that they can play the game along with the film, seeing as the film is mostly just excerpts from the game. It's actual shots from the video game. and then Actual the, shots from the video game, yes. And that's in Wales and on the 14th? The 14th of September, my friend, is when we take up our new residency and our new home at the Riverside Studios in London. And we are kicking it off with Xanadu, and I have got roller skates. If nothing else, you should come to see me in roller skates. I think that's worth the price of admission. If you want to hear about Xanadu, go back and uh, we did a whole episode about that here on Proudly Resents. Nobody cares about you and your other shows. No, this is the same show, just uh, other people. Yeah, Uh, yeah, uh, other people. Other uh, people always bringing up other people. Right. You make me uh, sick. Oh, I, oh, I, I gotta go. Um, oh, no, there's a thing with a guy. Film hole. All right. I hate you. I hate Likewise. you now. Hope you fall off a cliff. So kiss is the biggest thing, and they said, mm-hmm. "Hey, how do we get these eyes to the TV set?" Mm-hmm. Right. The same kids are buying these records. Uh, records are kind of like MP3s, but on these big like plates. Right, is that the best way to describe a record? I, I think people that are listening there's know what a record is. I, like I, you know, I once saw... God, we, we were going to talk about this movie eventually. No, no, I once saw the great Liza Minnelli in concert. And Liza said, um, you know, I don't do a good impression. I don't do any impressions. So let's accept that going in, except for apparently Richard Lewis for half a second here. <laughs> um, uh, she said, uh, my, my new album, uh, album, they're not even albums, they're, uh, what, what are they, Frisbees now? Well, a CD, yes, is like a Frisbee, but you know what else is, Liza? An album. It was right. also like a frisbee, so it was a really bad comparison that Liza did, and yes. it ruined the show for me. And the I've, whole thing. I pulled that grudge apparently for five years. So it went from George Michael to Liza Minnelli. Yeah, there's a chance so I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I don't. Uh, yeah, there's a chance that I'm coming out on this episode. It's so weird. I don't know why you're still a bachelor. Seems like <laughs> such a nice guy. Seems like a good guy. Can't just can't find the right person. Can't find the right guy. Son, quote unquote, he talks about. That's funny. Um, so Kiss is huge. Yes. It's on everything. So they're going to make a movie on it. And you right. can't just have them play a concert, which they probably would do now, I think. I think they would. And, and yeah. you know, uh, I, again, being 12 years old, that night, man, that was an event. That was an event. That, that Kiss Meets the Phantom Saturday night movie. You know, that, this is before cable. This is before any of that stuff. So there's there three, tons of movies on TV. Three channels. They were all made for TV. You know, it was, we couldn't, uh, now we'd probably go to the movie theater, even this piece of junk. Well, even like Glee. I mean, could we compare it to 3D Glee? Sure, I guess you could. Yeah. Because that also stinks, right? <laughs> but they try to keep it true. I didn't see the movie. The review said, instead of showing the people in backstage hanging out, the actors who you love, they interviewed Glee fans who said how much the movie meant to them. And oh. that's important to see in 3D. Sure, I got to see that guy coming at that microphone. Yeah. Right? He's holding the microphone. Yeah, that microphone keeps moving. That's coming right at me. Uh, but it was an event. That was an, I know I'm going back to it. We, we couldn't wait. I mean, we sat around as a family and watched that. My, my brother and my three stepbrothers uh, at the time. And we just, <laughs> and I remember everybody at school, even the, even the non-KISS fans, it shut down, man. It, it, it really. There were certain films that did shut things down. That was the, and that was, I mean, again, 1978, KISS, we all, everybody was going uh, to stay in that Saturday night to watch KISS Meets the Phantom. Yeah. And I think we probably all loved it. You loved it, right? After, I mean, I think I, I loved it, too. I think so, but time. it's atrocious. 
it's really bad. There's uh, because well, first of all, they gave them power. Again, you can't just have them playing in a park. They're in a park, an amusement park, which maybe it's like uh, kids love amusement parks, kids love Kiss. Let's put them together. Right. Uh, a couple years earlier, they might have been in a roller disco. Might have been. Yeah. Might have been. Kissing meets the roller disco. And it was, so they have superpowers, Kiss. Yeah. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Harlem Globetrotters cartoon. It, ah, you're the only guy that makes that reference. But I, I love it, but the guy's a noodle, and the other guy can pull stuff out of his it's hair. His hair, yeah. Um, that's so hysterical that you uh, say that. I, I, uh, God, who cares? Uh, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, you Wait, are you hitting on me? I don't know with you. I, I, I'm a, I have a beautiful wife and a son, of course. Um, uh, don't let my musical, uh, don't let my love of Patty Lapone fool you. Um, oh, no. The great Bernie Peters. This is getting worse. It's awful. There was a comic book that came out at the same time, the Kiss comic book, where they had powers. Oh, okay. So I think they tried to have this be the same thing, but it made no sense. Like even in this movie that you know, the, where all of a sudden the bad guy Abner Devereaux says, uh, "Sam, get the talisman." What talisman? No. There's been no indication the talisman <laughs> control the powers until get it. You need to get it. And then they explain later what it is. Yes. They're like, "Oh wait a second, we forgot to explain." The and talisman. then, well, how awful is the scene where they're sitting around singing Beth, mm-hmm. and she's just there. Yeah, she just Beth. showed up. She just is friends with the band all of a sudden. And they're sleeping at the park. They say to Beth, "You have to leave." This woman whose, uh, her boyfriend disappears, he becomes a zombie for the phantom. She doesn't know what's going on. The police say you have to leave the park. She stays, and Kiss is sleeping over in the park. Sleeping over the park, there's a swimming pool there that they're going <laughs> to hang out at during the day before their show. Just yelling, they're heckling the swimming pool. Yeah. Right? In makeup. Yes. In makeup, they're sitting up on their big chairs getting some sun. And then just yelling at the pool. So they <laughs> spend the night the sitting around singing. Right. Dead on songs about the people right there. And she, and by the way, uh, this is how stupid I am. I didn't know her name was Beth. And I've seen this movie 400 <laughs> times. Is it Beth, her name? I, I just assumed because. I thought it was, a, look at it. Can, you, can IMDb it? What is this? The IMDb. The uh, Internet Movie Database. You don't, boy, it seems like you should know that. But you're talking about movies. I thought you would know about that. Mm, it's a very popular never. website. Very helpful. Very no, helpful tool. No, I don't think it is. Still nothing. Oh, all right. Deborah Ryan, was it Melissa? That was her name. It's Melissa. Oh, right. Her name's that's Melissa. Because that's why during the song she kept saying, Melissa. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude. Pardon, pardon no. uh, <laughs> uh, Excuse me, Catman. Uh, Melissa? Uh, that doesn't fit. Hey, that doesn't fit. I'm just a Italian guy. Well, let's talk about that. They're these superheroes, mm-hmm. right? And it's me, I didn't know. And they're larger than life. And you just hear the songs and they rock out and you're scared of them. And then they got these fucking ridiculous Long Island accents. Right. And I can say that because I went to the State University of New York where everyone's from Long Island. It's the most unintimidating thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then uh, they tried to modulate Gene Simmons' voice to make him sound like a demon. Star Child! Was that his idea? This got to have been his idea. It had to be his idea. Because half the movie, he's growling. He and- growls! <laughs> a grown man growls to tell you to get away from people. And, his, and who growls? The demon. Not the cat. Maybe the cat should growl. Cat should growl. No, he's just fast. He can pounce. That was, it was, and he had an. It was a star child. Star child has the shoot. star. He can he can listen in by looking at his eye. <laughs> he can listen with his with eye. His eye. <laughs> Ridiculous. Star eye. So of course he can hear everything. Sure, improves yeah. your uh, hearing. So he listens in on a conversation that has does not help them at all. Right. He says, You're right. I hear the cops saying that uh, they want to arrest us, and the other guy's saying, "Don't arrest us." And <laughs> then they come over and they go, "We're not going to arrest you." Oh, I'm glad you guys got the jump on them. Because <laughs> <laughs> useless powers. Ever. I'm glad you got the jump on them. Hysterical! You're exactly right. Everything about this thing stinks. Like, um, because and then the, this De- Devereaux who d- didn't do anything. I don't. I don't even know why they fired this guy. So he's he works at the park. He's he created he, he created all the rides and all the attractions. He, the roller coaster was his idea. Originally, uh, just went straight. Like, How about we try up? And it was down. just a train. It just went up and they stopped. Yeah. It was, hey, what's going on here? 
It was a local, in fact. Uh-huh. It was and the worst you... ride. It took 12 hours. Which, that's no fun. You no. wait in line. Although, in fairness, if you wait that long in line, you want the ride to be a little lengthy. That's true. 12 <laughs> hours seems long. No thrill. So he's like product and development guy. Right. And, but he's an evil genius. Again, why did he pick a park? I don't know. And why is he evil? There's, there's no indication why he's evil. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing wrong. Um, I don't get it. Then he, then he turned Kiss into... Uh, oh, so he's making these animatronic people out of teenagers. Right. Which is, I guess it appeals to the teenage audience that he's stealing teenagers from the Oh, park. I see. See, back to the well, then he, But he also was doing a barbershop quartet. He also <laughs> included that for the teens. Well, you know, the kids, I guess that was for your dad, maybe? I don't know. Sure, just a little something for the old man sitting oh, there. My dad but was get... about to walk out and he goes, wait a second, hold on. Heads up. Heads up. There's, that's more of my liking. My dad would have been, if I was 12, my dad would have been 35. I don't think he was in a barbershop quartet. Uh, what I also loved about this movie is uh, it's Kiss Meets the Phantom. Yeah. Other than the opening credits, Kiss shows up 23 minutes into the show. Yeah. 23 minutes before, the, before your heroes show up in a hour and 23 minute movie. And why do you need that long to set up the plot? Evil but, guy, amusement park. Well, because um, you, need, you need to have those three hooligans. Who's those that? Uh, Spike and Chopper. Or what? Slime. Slime and Chopper. They never came back. They never came back. <laughs> they didn't do anything. These three, you, know, you explain what they do. They just harass uh, people. They just harass people. And uh, one guy's bald and <laughs> apparently in a high school thug. But he's, got, he's, he's balding as if he's 45 years old. Hey, Chopper, come on, Slime. Let's get these guys. Awful. Awful. It was great. Everything yeah. about this thing stinks. It was fun to watch because it, it just one ridiculous thing after another. And in knowing Kiss as well as I do, and now that I've said that out loud, I won't remember any of the details, but I do remember hearing all the behind the scenes, like that Paul Stanley said that, you know, they, they wanted to do all new songs for it, and, but there was no time. So even their, uh, the song uh, uh, Rip and Destroy uh-huh. is, um, you know, a play on Hotter Than Hell. Instead of hot, hot, hotter than hell, it's rip, rip, rip and destroy. Well, they say instead of the 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 evil. Um, yes, that's kiss the evil kiss sings, and it's like instead of saying uh, that's funny, say that instead of saying we're going to do a new song, they say we're going to do a different version of their old songs. Mm-hmm. And that, so, but it was all for time. The, the, yeah. This movie, they wanted to put this movie out, so Kiss didn't have time to write any original I think stuff. That was so. smart to use the songs people knew, and then instead of trying to introduce a whole new album. Really, or maybe you try to. Sell a whole new album. Yeah, I guess you're right. Attached to this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, sadly, last I'm night when I TV when I revisited this thing, uh, I saw the European version, which actually had a lot more of Kiss songs in it, whereas the original had a bunch of just bad Hanna Barbera music playing during scenes and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, so yeah, it was it was it was like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. The whole thing was like Scooby Doo. Yeah, and it was Hanna Barbera produced it, if I'm not mistaken. I did see William Barbera's name. Yeah. I thought that was a coincidence. Yeah, like Billy Barbera? Billy Barbera. He's a good man. <laughs> Billy B? Yeah, oh, you don't go oh, Billy B. He got rid of that Hannah. Hannah wanted no part of this. By the way, I don't what? blame him. Hannah I don't want, by the way, I don't blame him. Go ahead. By the way. Hannah's out. Oh, so they, they do make this, uh, he makes, he animatronics, he makes an evil kiss. Mm-hmm. One of the famous lines is, the cops see the evil Gene Simmons beat up somebody, and they, right. they want to erase Gene Simmons. And then uh, one of the guys says, I saw him. And he goes, there's nobody who looks like him unless he's got a twin. Yes, he has a twin. Yes, he has a twin. <laughs> yes. yes you solved the crime. <laughs> you solved the crime. <laughs> he's being sarcastic. There's a twin. Um, I, it's a weird line to write if uh, there is a twin. There's, but if there is a twin, right, it's right. horrible. If there's no twin, he's like, oh, I get it. He's being unless sarcastic. Unless he's got a twin. Blah, Columbo. <laughs> there, right, one uh, more question. I love the, great, the other scene where uh, the woman with that very uh, elaborate security pass uh, gets past him, and then the line of the police officer to, to kiss, fellas, there's a lot of photographers around. Like, that, like just explaining what's happening as right. Kiss 
so bad of actors, they don't even know how to pose for photographs in a fake setting, even though they spent their entire career posing for photographs. And as soon as that scene's done, they pose for photographs. Exactly. Yeah. For, uh, prom- promo shots of that where I'm sure they were comfortable. But you can see how uncomfortable they are, like, trying so to... a lot of scenes are like, I'm acting right now. Awful. Yeah. And so explain the security pass. Uh, Devereaux gives uh, this uh, Melissa yes. a security pass that will give her access to anywhere so she can find her uh, boyfriend, Sam, although Devereaux knows where the fella is. Um, but the pass uh, enables him to listen in on any conversation she's having. Uh, again, which leads to no help whatsoever. No, you know, I didn't catch that part, and he never used it at all. Uh, right, that's what she's, I mean. She's talking to Kiss about him. <laughs> and he never knew they were coming. You're right, you're right. That is so useless. It, it's a little, like, pin, like, maybe an inch long that says security pass on it. it, it yeah, that's a Literally. great. I apologize for not depending a better picture. Yeah, it's just basically like a... A pin that was popular in the 70s. Like, again, an I like Ike, but it said security pass on it. Right, it could be anything. Awful. And it, it didn't have the name of the park. Which, by the way, I think the name of the park comes up, which then is contradicted by the tram that says Magic Mountain. I think they call it something else in the movie. But it's at Magic but Mountain. The, and the tram says Magic Mountain. It was a weird thing. They're on uh, one ride, and then the roller coaster comes going, and they get scared at night. Like the roller coaster is going to jump the track right. and to hit them. You're right. Grown men, four grown men that are that have superpowers and makeup. But again, superpowers. Yes, right. What the hell? <laughs> Ooh, boy, it is place is getting crazy. Ah, Star Child, awful. Look at the growling. Was, it was a great touch too. And and the guy, the Phantom of the Park. There's no nothing happened to his face. Hmm. He just looks like a guy. He's wearing khaki. He's literally wearing khakis. <laughs> he's just you know dressed like the, he's, shop teacher. Speaking of the way he dressed like a shop teacher. Even when he's in the in the lab alone, puts on his little coat <laughs> and walks around in the coat. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, that's how you know he's a mad scientist. Well, I'm a mad scientist. I got my jacket on. Oh wait, wait a second. You got the jacket. <laughs> wait, on? I thought you were a fellow that was. Uh, nope. Oh, oh, you're crazy. Okay, I see. Oh, the, there's a couple scenes where the voices are dubbed, blatantly dubbed. There's a cop who's holding back Melissa in the crowd, and Kiss is like, "Hey, let her come up." And his voice was so deep, he was like an announcer. Right. He must have been a Hanna-Barbera cartoon voice guy. Oh, you know what? There's uh, If you look online, uh, a famous Hanna-Barbera cartoon guy does a lot of the dubbing. There's a lot of and, dubbing. And he does a lot, he does a lot of it for Peter Chris. Uh-huh. And Peter Chris has denied it. I do know that. No, you can hear a difference. Yeah. All of a sudden, you hear this deep voice go, it's okay, guys. There's a different <laughs> sound recording. Right. It's almost like Ernie Anderson, out of very special Charles in charge. <laughs> Charles got himself into something he can't get himself out of. It's okay, guys. Let her through. Is it Douglas Randall? Mm. Mark Winters? Mm. No. Mm. Canyon High School Band? Mm. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Those are the uncredited. And by the way, what was that crazy? Uh, The Canyon, the band, going past, and and grown teenagers are looking at the band going, yeah, it's a good time. This is good. This is a good time. Hey, the marching band is here from the high school. You know, at the amusement park that we always see. (laughs) They lowered their standards at an amusement park, I think. Because... As great as Kiss was, it was like the greatest thing in the world that Kiss was there. Uh, I, liked, I, I loved the ominous uh, uh, voiceover, uh, too. Don't forget tonight, Kiss in concert. Don't miss out. And just announcing the whole thing. Like, everybody there would pretty much know Kiss is going to have a concert tonight. You don't yeah. need to remind us every hour and we're a half. We're here for that reason. Or we're leaving. Or oh, we're leaving. <laughs> Love it. Love it loud. That's a Kiss song. Love it loud. I love it loud. I want to hear it loud. Right between the eyes. Oh, the fight scenes. They have the big fight scenes where the good kiss fights the evil kiss. Yes. And the evil kiss is doing amazing flips and turns and kicks. And it was like dancing with the stars where right. they have the professional and the, the uh, celebrity who's never danced. So the professional will dance around the celebrity and they'll stand there with their hand out. Mm-hmm. And the person will flip around the arm and all this stuff. And that's what that looked like because 
Um, even Gene Simmons was like kicked his leg out, and the guy flew back, hit the wall, did the flip, came back over. Right. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Uh, and again, as, uh, let's remember they have superpowers. Uh, Gene Simmons uh, breathes fire on people. Chooses not to use that when uh, in a fight. The great thing about his power, breathing fire, so he'll never get burned because the fire effect started by like a foot <laughs> away from his mouth. He'd open his mouth and then like a foot away to see fire come out. You could all, in the opening credits too, where they're they're standing on water. Uh-huh. And then they walk down the water using the water as steps. You could literally see the black steps that they're walking on. <laughs> like it's and it's nowhere near the water. It's so. I wish I would have stopped watching this thing when I was twelve, so that I could. How uh, many times have you seen it, and including the time you were you were asked to watch this? Thing? Uh, I saw it as a kid. I saw it probably you know a half a dozen times. I saw it in a movie theater, you know, ironically about uh, five years ago, where uh-huh. a bunch of people you know got in a room and and made fun of it while I was on. So would you recommend the uh, the Kiss movie? To yeah, sure. If you do know, if you need, need to see um, Kiss Meets the Phantom, it's online. It's all 14 parts on YouTube. Is it really? Yeah. That's how you watched it? That's how I watched it. Oh, boy. So, yeah. I went to rent it, and they were like, no, we don't have that. Wow. You, you, the Rocket Video was one of those last video stores left in L.A. Supposed to have every movie you ever wanted. So I went there once to get Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have it? They didn't have Chinatown. And the guy goes, oh, we don't have that. As if you're the dumbest man alive for even asking. Why, yeah. Did he give any uh, reason why they don't have Chinatown? No, he just knew it. I think someone must have asked before because he was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he knew right away to get me out of the place, not to pretend to look around. Right. And how did you get it? What do you mean? You had it on DVD? Oh, I have it on DVD, but I, uh, again, it's the European cut uh, that came as part of Kissology Volume 2. Wow. I, you know, it's three volumes of Kissology, uh, I didn't know that. several DVDs in each package. Uh, I'm a. Wow, you're a fan. I'm a, ki- I'm a Kiss fan. I, yeah. I am. I. Uh, I enjoy their... Uh, now, is it next to the Liza and between the Liberace? How does that work out? Okay, now that kind of humor is hurtful oh, wow. to your gay listeners because I like all sorts Sorry, of music. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what You know, where is... Where do I have... Uh, my autographed Kiss album is between The Knack... Oh, nice. And I forget who the other one is. It's Oh, and, and, and Roger Waters. That's where my autographed Kiss uh, album is between The Knack and Roger Waters. Do you have your own office or your, your wife lets you put She's up? She's kind enough to let me put those up, those five up. I had The Knack's second album. That's a great album. But it's The really Little Girls good. Understand. That's a great oh, album. Wow. Yeah. No one even knew that existed. Oh, geez. I'm the, I was the biggest Knack fan in the world. What do you think happened? Why didn't they uh, take off? Uh, second album was really good. Probably second album. Uh, you know what? I think, uh, I think they just, that song was so... You know, almost like Aha's take on me, that you heard it so much that you couldn't ever give them any uh, credibility after that, even though Aha also had great albums after that. I would say, it, like, less credibility than Aha, more like Curly Shuffle. Like, it just seemed like such a... Yeah. Once you said it, it My Sharona's Penis, then you're just like, it's, it's a novelty song, fellas. You know what? You, you know what? You're not wrong. I, yeah. uh, Curly Shuffle's a great comparison, too. Because uh, they were a real band. And they were pissed that they, their one hit is the, the one goofy song they did. Uh, the Curly Shuffle? Yeah. yeah uh, what was the name of that band? It's not Stiff in the Tears. That's, that's yep. Driver's Seat. Hey, Mo. Hey, Mo. Hey, yuck, yuck. We always talk about it on my podcast, that uh, the award-winning Never Not Funny. Uh, there's my plug. Uh, Sorry, I did not give you... Th- no worries. Uh, I got it in there. Uh, and I say all this comedically, of course. Um, we always joke about how every comedy club in the 90s thought that, uh, that play, the bars that did comedy night yeah. would always play the Curly Shuffle before the comedy show. They get that audience in the mood, man. Oh, that's Cause hilarious. Because, you know, because, hey, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Curly Shuffle. And then here, you know, you come out and, you know, do my Richard Lewis act <laughs> and people staring. <laughs> how long did you do Richard Lewis's act? I never really did his act as much as I, you know, he was a huge influence on me. So, right. and still is. I mean, I still, you know, will cite him as my top three guys that, you know, I, uh, but I think there was a time where I, I might have had his rhythms a little bit. 
I, I once followed uh, Louis Black yes. years, like 10 years ago at a bar. And I started just because, you know, it's like you do this with Brody Stevens or David Tell. I was doing kind of the same material, like the angry, over angry about something that you shouldn't be that angry about kind of shit. And then I found myself with a finger. Oh, no. And I look over and I see him. He looks at me and I look at my finger. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, jeez. And, and I put my hands in my pocket because it's just like. You, but how do you not? I mean, you know, the, you there's just some. just got off stage. You just get, you know. I wouldn't want to follow him. No, that was rough. Ten years ago or not. No. You know, he was, uh, no. All right. Uh, he was great. He's a good man. Blue yeah. black. What are you looking up, by the way? I forget what you're looking Curly up. Curly Shuffle was done by Jump in the Saddle Band. Again, exactly. it doesn't help your thing. It's a goofy name. Yeah, like, you're, you're getting trouble, like, gentlemen. Yeah, the Rick Jones Trio or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the RJT. The RJT. Uh, those guys are terrific. <laughs> They're serious musicians. Well, you know what? Nobody takes them seriously, too. They got it right on the drum head, the RJT. Yeah. And uh, anytime you got a trio, you guys, uh, you got to be it's taken the, seriously. That's not a joke. Yeah, but those four guys, so it kind of felt like maybe it was a joke. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, you know what? I never realized there was the, the unnamed uh, keyboardist. I don't know why he's on keys. <laughs> or he doesn't have a name. It's mean. And on keys. And then don't forget our drummer. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Hello, Proud Leaders Ants listeners. I'm here to tell you that Up Late with Adam Fisher, the late-night talk show written live on stage, is having its big Season 2 premiere on Friday, September 9th at Comedy Sports Los Angeles. Adam will be interviewing special guests Paul F. Tompkins and Matt Gorley from the Super Ego Podcast, who will be playing characters based on your suggestions. If you come to the show, that is. If you stay at home, you will be met with the icy specter of silence. Our writer's bench will be filled with writers and staff from Jimmy Kimmel Live, Lopez Tonight, The Andy Milonakis Show, Crank Anchors, and Reno 911. And we'll also have live improvised music from Phil Ward and our house band, The Passerella Six. For tickets, visit ComedySportsLA.com. And for more info, find us online at UpLateWithAdam.com. Uplate with Adam Fisher, the number one late night show with Korean women aged 19 to 57. Hi, this is Mike Spiegelman of LuggageTuesdays.com with selected salad jokes. A man walks into the Waldorf Astoria and orders a Waldorf salad, but with crackers. The waiter says, crackers? Where do you think you are, the Ritz? A 14-inch heterosexual cucumber accidentally walks into a gay salad bar. A tomato walks up to him and says, hey, sexy, can I buy you a drink? And the 14-inch heterosexual cucumber goes, what are you, some kind of fruit? A mom and her bored child are leaving a busy supermarket when suddenly the mother says, I forgot to buy broccoli rob. I forgot to rob broccoli. And the kid goes, who wants to rob broccoli? And the mom goes, that's funny. Can I submit that to Luggage Tuesdays? That joke was submitted by Mrs. Nicholas Way of Bloomfield, New Jersey. For more salad jokes, including our very popular mushroom jokes, check out LuggageTuesdays.com. Your show, Never Not Funny. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Just Jimmy um, Pardo. Pardo. Yeah. That's Adam Spiegelman. Oh, yeah, I know who you are. Oh, I know. It's awkward. Am. Hold on. Let's go to traffic and weather together. <laughs> this is why no one laughs at my jokes. You were very nice to say that I am funny on the show, but no one laughs. I, that's what I noticed in the, uh, the episodes I've listened to. I think that you do a terrific job. And uh, just like this, uh, they, they, they got the jump on them. That's a funny <laughs> turn of phrase. That's a funny, uh, you know, I like to laugh. Listen, if you're coming on the show, you could at least fake it. Right? I'm doing it. <laughs> what? What? Wait a second. Not, huh? What happened? Uh, all right. Let's, go ahead. But your show, how long have you been doing your podcast? We've been doing Never, Never Not Funny uh, since uh, 2006. Wow. So we just celebrated our fifth year. That's great. And, uh, you know, we, uh, yeah. What other shows were around when you were there? Ricky like, Gervais, something called Keith and the Girl. Oh, I know. Uh, the, I dated the girl. Is that true? Yeah, back in the 90s. Uh, come to. 
Holy smokes. He's like, I'm doing this uh, podcast with my boyfriend in the uh, in our apartment. I was like, oh, yeah, you make good choices. Anyway, <laughs> uh, well, it, it, <laughs> it's a huge hit. They, they, do, it, they, they do well, right? Keith they and the do girl. really well. Um, I think they do it daily. I think they do too, which I think is six times too much in, uh, oh, a week. God. How can you couldn't do that? Well, that they, I think no. they do it for a living, but I could do radio. I could do radio, but I think what's the difference? I think radio is uh, you know you're taking phone calls, you're uh, you're dealing with the topics of the day, you're doing. You're right. Actually, radio feels like it always felt like a cheat when you listen to talk radio. These in L.A. is have a lot of FM talk radio. It would always bring up a topic and then have people call in. Yeah. It was such a they do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. And he's fine. Hey, give us a call. What call. do you think on that? Give us a call. What do you think? And then. Uh, well, Sam Rubin had a show for a minute. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. He's a an local entertainment reporter. He had a show after Howard Stern and before another show. And it was, he's an entertainment guy. And he would say, like, shorts, boxers, or briefs. You're right. Pull us up. Like, well, hey, really give us the gossip, Sam. We want, yeah, yeah. we want to know what Lindsay Lohan's doing. We don't want to know. I, it's so funny. I, was a brief. I like boxers, Sam. Yeah, okay. That's one all for right. boxers. Thanks for calling in. What do you got? Uh, Tony from. Uh, <laughs> La Canada, what do you got? Uh, more of a brief guy. There we go. One for one for each now. Give it a call. We got to break this tie. Give it a, what we got the hell? Nineteen minutes to kill. Right? Yeah. So I could do that, uh, but I think a podcast every day I think would be really, really. You what know, do you do? You prepare for your show at all? I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like it to be free flowing and have uh, you know a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I'm lucky that I have uh, you know really funny people come on. That you have great guests. Huh? That uh, I do have good guests. You yeah. know, I'm not. I don't have the. Star quality of a, of a Mark Maron or an Adam Carolla, but you know what? I'm bringing on this is and no disrespect to those guests. I'm bringing on funny people, and we're having fun. Well, that's a, yeah, and, and people that I find interesting because I've had some musicians on too that I find interesting. Well, that's what I was felt about your show. The people you're always having a good time, you're, and you find people you can be funny with, right? Yeah, uh, I, I think all famous people do is really. I mean, look, we all want more listeners, but I think it's it, then at some point you're Leno. And you're just, people are listening to your guest. Oh, you right. always got a good guest. I'd rather have people, you know, be part of this niche, culty, never not funny world where they're listening to the show. And your fans want to And I know who, who's the new guest? Who's the guest this week? Who's the guest this mm-hmm. week? You know, uh, you know, I've introduced people, you know, like Pat Francis. Nobody ever heard of Pat Francis or Rachel Quaintance and these people that, you know, are not by any means household names, let alone statewide names. I always get the feeling that Pat Francis is never welcome on your show. He comes uh, on and I feel like you just want him out. Well, then... Uh, uh, yeah, there may be uh, some a serious. little bit. A little no, bit. of course no, not. He's no. my, my, you know, we were former roommates. We're was very you know, we've been friends for twenty plus. But years. But he works better than some. Yeah, if you can get Robin worked, Williams, exactly. It's he like, wanted doing a serious interview. Yeah, right. And even Marin now that a lot of this he had on um, some guests, and he kept saying, "Well, I have to ask you about this." Um, he had was it Paul Reiser? Oh, it's Carol Leifer. Because I did like, the same thing with Reiser too. Yeah, and it's like it's so long ago. Like, who cares? Right. It's like I have to ask you about this. Like, I don't know. Like. Riser was just like, I just, it seems like, I, it's like, I just want to have fun. Yeah. And Mark kept going, but I have to ask you, why? Why do you have to ask that? Why would you have to? And then, like, Riser called him on it. And, uh, but I, I think Mark does a great show. But I, as I've always said, I don't know if it should be under the comedy banner. I think it's, I, I think it's a great interview show. Yeah, you learn about all these people. Definitely. Right, but uh, who just happen to be in the world of comedy. But that doesn't mean it's a funny podcast. Right. And, and that's he, not a slam. He's not trying to be funny. Exactly. So get out of the comedy uh, category. So you can move up a little, though? You're a little competitive? Used to be in the Why top. Why is his phone not turning off? I don't know. Let me call. Let me pick it up and ask him. <laughs> I think the phone is coming from the other room. Yeah, yeah. But I keep turning it down. It's the phantom phone. Uh, oh. The phantom phone booth. I would, I, would, I would watch that movie. You would watch You know, I watch any movie with the word phantom in it. <laughs> you love phantom. Love them. Except for the movie The Phantom. I thought that stunk. Oh, wow. You would think they would do well You'd in the think, movie called Right? Phantom. You'd think that... They, they, I'm in. It doesn't get more specific. There's nothing else there. Right? No park. 
no, no opera. No paradise. No paradise. Right? This is the Phantom. Nah. Yeah. Too much uh, Phantom. If you want to see, like, if you're a fan of Brian De Palma, I say watch about 10 minutes of Phantom of the Paradise, just so you can see how a great filmmaker can make a shitty movie. Ah, uh, <laughs> it. Uh, but you even admitted you liked it a lot. I liked, I liked the scenes I liked in it, and I, it was really derivative of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. And he's been accused of stealing from Hitchcock, De Palma, so he must have just went right. I mean, even one guy looked like... Um, like Rocky, like, uh-huh. and kind of the same outfit, in a beat-up outfit, Isn't almost naked. Paul Williams is the star of that, right? Am I thinking Paul of the Williams right is, movie? Not, yeah, but he's not the Phantom, which threw me. Who's I the remember Phantom? some guy who went to school with Brian De Palma and is in most of his movies. Ah. But he does a great job, but it's just... Uh... Does the funky Phantom make an appearance in this movie? Because <laughs> it seems like that's something, the word funky and it's music-related, it yeah, 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 yeah. show up. There's no funky music. There's no disco in this disco movie. The, and it's at a discotheque. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's more like a theater. He's gonna open up this grand theater with this great show, and he steals uh, this guy's song, which is more like a Simon and Garfunkel song, mm, right? Than uh, than something current. Well, it is Paul Williams, uh, you know, the the great singer songwriter. Right, but he's st- Paul Williams stole it from the Phantom. Oh, Paul! And there's a lot of like wacky comedy things. Have you seen the movie Crime Wave? No. It's made by Sam Raimi. Raimi either wrote it, directed it, and the Coen Brothers, I think, directed it. So they worked together on this film. Crime Wave. It was a really low-budget movie they did together. And there's like a lot of wacky scenes in it because they had no choice. And Bruce Campbell's in it, and every scene Bruce Campbell gets hurt. He's hit by a ladder. Falls, <laughs> he goes, I'm having the greatest day ever, and then falls down in a manhole. Is this prior to Blood Simple? It's right around Blood Simple. Okay. Uh, Louise Laser is in it, which is star the, power. The, takes, uh, Mary Hartman? Yeah, Mary Hartman. Oh. And uh, it's great. And that's like a movie where it, feel, it is wacky and it is crazy. All of a sudden, in this movie, this disco movie, Phantom Paradise, there's wacky 30s music. You know, again, <laughs> right, you might right. as well play the Curly Shuffle right. to say this is comedy. i got to watch that movie again, or I don't need to. No. I don't? <laughs> no. It's been a while. And when you said pick a bad movie, I just remember that being a bad movie. Yeah, you were not wrong. Um, but I'm also a Paul Williams fan, so I... Uh... I thought I was going to get him for the podcast. What? The guy I worked with saw that I had the movie. He goes, oh, I know Paul Williams. He'll do your show. So I've been writing him nonstop. It's not written. He's written me back about other things. But Paul Williams, he doesn't get those emails. So I think the guy was talking out of turn. Wow. Uh, you know, I tried to get Paul Williams once for a show I did at the UCB. Uh-huh. And uh, he... Uh, uh, but did he, you get through to him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he, he uh, was not interested. Oh, because this guy said there might be a chance, depending on the day. Uh, you know, he's done other things. Yeah, so if you pitch him again, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. you know. Uh, what was the show? I Hate Paul Williams? I yeah, that was probably the wrong thing yeah, to have him come on. Sucks. The Rainbow Connection's a dumb song. That was the topic. <laughs> Short people suck. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a tiny man. He's not a big guy. No, I think he's my height. I have a photograph of the two of us together. You do? Yeah. Where'd you meet him? I met him and he did a show at the Cinegirl. Oh, wow. Uh, in the Roosevelt Hotel. Here at the Roosevelt Hotel, yes. And uh, it was, uh, Clive Davis's son was running it at the time, and he was trying to turn it around, and he had Paul Williams there. And uh, my wife and I went. We sat next to Bud Friedman, by coincidence, for, uh, the were proprietor of the improvisation. And uh, uh, Paul Williams is a, uh, he's an AA, and he's very, uh, but he's outspoken about it. He's, right. he's, he's, he's just A. He's just A. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. Right. But he talks about it on stage, and he tells really funny stories about being... Drunk on stage in Vegas and opening for people. And um, he, uh, so he says, so tonight uh, I am, you know, 17 years, four months, three days sober. Uh, And he goes, uh, and and Bud Freeman raises a drink and goes, we'll change that. What? (laughs) What? I don't even know what that means. 
Immediately, the sponsor ran on stage. <laughs> what are you whispered talking? Whispered the guy's ear. Get off the stage. Get away from this man. Get away from him. It was very like, we'll change that. And then I think Bud at one point said, I'll drink to that. Oh, that's you. Over well, something. What, what are you doing? This guy's he's talking about how he doesn't drink anymore. <laughs> I drink to that seems like more like fun, Nick and Nora, 1920s craziness. Mm. But I'll change that pretty far. We'll up. change that tonight. <laughs> Whatever he said. It was something along those lines. It was crazy. Like, now, what? did the monocle fall out when he said it? Of course he did. What, uh, what I, is with that? He had glasses. In fairness, he had glasses on that show. Okay. I don't want to take away from the funny, but he, uh, Bud wears glasses in public. Yeah, but in, in the 80s, and I was like, um, just like a teenager in New Jersey, and so stand up, I'd watch every show. Like, like you Evening did, the I'm improv, sure. yeah. Yeah, evening the improv, he'd come out with a monocle. Uh, we've been and, waiting for you. <laughs> uh, Bud's a good man. He's yeah, a, I, he, don't know. He I is, know his daughter very well. She's very nice. Oh, she's terrific, uh, yeah. Zoe. Uh, but uh, Bud, Bud is. Um, you know, he's kind of become a punchline, but I mean, he's a he's a great man who did a lot for 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 comedy. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't around when there was the fight between the comedy store and the improv, so I don't know any of the, you know, Bud Cheap, any of that world. I mean, I only know him to be a great supporter well, a of comedy. I mean, the problem with the, if you read uh, there's a couple of good books on that scene. The uh, I'm dying up here. Is I'm dying. Phenomenal great. man. You, you learned that they're just running a club. I mean, she was worse. The uh, comedy store was right. Even worse. She's like, I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, it's true. Except you're making a shitload of money. You're true, but it, what do you feel about that? I can't argue with that idea of you know of um, you know uh, we're learning a craft and we're getting an opportunity at the at that time they're getting an opportunity to learn their craft in front of a good audience. Yeah, real audience. But give something back. At least right. acknowledge I'm showing up. At the same time, why? Why are you? I mean, if if you're doing weekend spots, you should certainly get money. Right. But during the week at that time, if I don't know if I'm learning the craft. If you, certainly, if you're a 20 year veteran, you should get some money. But if you're three months in, what do you want a picket line for? You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, learn your favor. craft. And yeah, someone's got to pay for the room. Right. Yeah, you know, we all bounced around it. from bar to bar to bar to whatever we did to open mic wise. I mean, this is a one stop shop. You get to go there every night and do comedy in front of a room full of people there to see comedy. Not, you're not bothering people at a bar. But you do a lot of these shows, like a lot of. I don't do it, not anymore. But your own shows that, you, that you've written. UCB, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah UCB. Cinema Gate Theater, yeah. Instead of a gate. Instead of a gate. It's actually Cinnabon open up in the front. You wouldn't go to that theater? I'd be in. Smell. Oh, my God. The show wasn't great, but it smelled fantastic. God, it blasted. Yeah. How great would that be? Oh, man. Cinnabon Theater? <laughs> oh, my God. The seats are a little bit wider. Oh, they'd have to be. They'd have to be. <laughs> I need to buy two tickets. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be uh, a great place. So where can people find out about your shows? You do a lot of interesting shows. Pardcast.com is for the uh, podcast. Pardcast. Uh, and JimmyPardo.com. The newly designed, sleek, jimmypardo.com. That's good. And uh, people can like you, follow you. You don't do that. Sure, I'm on you Facebook. Twi- the and there's a Facebook page. I don't do Twitter, no. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I don't believe in the format. Why is that? I don't know. You don't have time. I don't know. I, what, what do you mean? The argument is, well, if people use it for good, it, it, there is, you know, I, I don't know. I don't need to know your every move. I don't need to know your every thought. You don't have to Twitter everything. You don't have to tweet every thought. I got someone write me. Going, I'm talking to you. Hey, I hear. Oh, I know, but I, I love it. I think people need to know. I didn't know you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop texting you. Jimmy Pardo, thanks for coming to the show. This is Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com. I am very narcissistic, so I'm on Twitter, at Proudly Resents, and at Extremely Local, which is an extreme local news Twitter feed about my apartment. What's going on there? Oh, that actually sounds interesting. <laughs> The uh, cleaning lady scandal was on that. Ah, the scandal. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening to the show, and please go to iTunes. Jimmy, how important is it for people to say something nice about the show on iTunes? I think it's very important. It's very important. Yeah. It actually affect, uh, affects the rankings, and um, 
and your self-esteem. That's all that matters. Right. Someone wrote something so nice. I read it about 20 times. I won't lie. Really? Yeah, I'm going to tweet it out to you. I'll send it to you. I go the other way. I read the ones that are mean 300 times. I did it. Someone wrote a review. They wrote the greatest things in one line, and that's all I can talk about. Yeah. That's us, right? Yeah, We're nuts. Uh, podcast.com. Yeah. Check it out. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay. Hello, nigga. Why uh, this is awkward for you to call? Why is it awkward? Why is it? Hang on. Why is it awkward that I should call? Because you're gonna ask about doing kisses, and then I'm gonna say you I'm... don't know. You don't know that yet. All right, let's start over. God, God you're you're rubbish. Go back to one. Everyone back places. All right, roll, we're rolling. We're, we're still rolling. Turn over. Speed. Um, speed. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hey, Nico. <laughs> you are not an actor, are you? That was pretty natural. <laughs> oh, you sounded like Tommy Wusu. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs>